mind the culture. Mind culture your culture. My culture. Culture, in culture mind. and mind. This is the podcast for the culture. And welcome to another Mind Culture podcast. Today we are in a wonderful space of Mac Angevante in Vienna, uh, in the very old Kaminzima, in this beautiful building. Thanks to them we are able to do this podcast. We are also able to do this podcast thanks to Viral Visions Erasmus Plus Network as well as BAMKS Austria. Today our wonderful guests are Dominic Traun and Sebastian Wasner from Austrian Apparel. They have their own amazing techno, musical techno duo. And they also have their own label in Vienna called AA+. And today we're going to talk about music, about how you start with electronical production, as well as how do you survive as a musician and what can the music do for you. So let's begin. So, uh, Sebastian, Dominic, uh, I'm so happy that you're here. Uh, you're both musicians, I would say. Yeah. And tell me, where does the passion come from? Because I also know that you've been studying digital arts and you've been working on film sets. So tell me a little bit how, how the music came around. Um, I think we both started learning piano quite early. Mm -hmm. um, I, for me, it was more like, um, I don't know where parents send you to learn the piano and you don't really want it. I wanted to play the drums more. Uh -huh. uh, I think Dominic was more of a classical education with a, with a teacher, mm. a little, little bit more focused, I guess. <laughs> um, and yeah, for me, um, I think when I was 13, a friend of mine gave me uh, impulse tracker. It was uh -huh. a, a DOS based uh, program. Uh huh. Um, where you can put samples, uh, and just timeline goes through and plays the samples. And I did some, I basically copied the songs that the guy who gave me the program did. Uh -huh. So I did drum and bass <laughs> style. And then we yeah, started, um, I think it was 2007. I bought my first synthesizer and, and then a year later, I think I went to the University of Digital Arts where we didn't meet. We never met. We, we never were in met. the same class, but we never met <laughs> never. physically. Same yeah. class, but never met. Yeah, because yeah. we were like both, I don't know. Uh -huh. Maybe yeah. I think I saw you in one of the yeah, uh, uh -huh. class meetings, <laughs> but uh, we, we met actually 2010. At the film yeah. set. At the film set. Yeah. And then you realized you went to the same class. No, no, it was like we had this big email um, um, thing where you could write an email to the whole class and everyone <clears> would <throat> receive it. And he wrote an email, yeah, I would like to come to a film set and know the ways about recording sounds on the film set. And I was uh, at this moment already working on a set of a friend of mine. He's in the film, or he used to be in the film academy. And I replied to him, yeah, cool, I need somebody to help me anyway, come along. And then we were like, I don't know, he was boom operating, I was on the mixer, it's not very interesting movie. And then we met afterwards to work on the sound for this movie. 
and we didn't do anything apart from like play each other our music like nothing to do with the movie and then <laughs> we were just like yeah cool man this is cool sound let's do something together and yeah sometime later i don't know i finished uh, the sound for the movie but this is not the important part the important part is that we sort of met through this movie and nice And and how did you start with the music? I don't know. Yeah, I was. Um, I come from a musical family, meaning that like most of my brothers and sisters and mother, they played the piano. They're not professional musicians, but they're all like playing the piano. Um, and I remember sitting on my mom's lap at I don't know five years old, six years old, and wanting to play with her and telling her, "Yeah, I want to play piano. Let me play." Sort of. But. Um, my parents or my mother never really wanted me to become like a musician it was like for her it was nice to say yeah my son is playing the piano he's good uh -huh. at school or whatever and he's doing the piano as well so it's sort of like this kind of vibe but i wanted to do more and i had to like fight for it a little bit and then at uni i don't know i really didn't know which kind of university i wanted to go to and a friend of mine who was at the angewandte digital arts told me yeah try it out there and uh tried it out um i got accepted and i really didn't like it there actually yeah, me neither. <laughs> yeah. why why not What's i don't know it's the, the main teacher we didn't really get along she didn't re really like me i didn't really like her and, <laughs> and the focus was very much on like visual arts and i wanted to do some sound stuff and only focused on sound and then i don't know i wanted to do music that gets people in their stomach and hits them with feelings and not like this kind of cerebral thing where you have to learn mm -hmm. all the theory before you can enjoy the, the music or the art. This didn't really interest me. And then I really got back into making music. I mean, the coolest thing about going to this university was like meeting Sebastian and meeting cool other people with cool mm -hmm. skill sets, which I still have contact with um, some of them today. And also to know or to get to know what I didn't want. Like I was super young, I don't know, beginning of 20 and I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And the university yeah. told me what I don't what want to do. What you don't want to do, yeah. yeah. Which is also experience, yeah, yeah. It's a worthwhile experience. Yeah. 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 I, oh, sorry. Go, please. It's like this uh, at the university. Um, we did some, or there were people who, who did sound art. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we presented the sound art and the teacher said, yeah, pretty cool, but where's the room? So that they all, they always <laughs> wanted to, to uh, like see an installation or something. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we said, yeah, sometimes doesn't need a, the room yeah. or mm -hmm. to experience it in a room or to interact with it. And that was really... That, that was a bit annoying mm -hmm. and that for me was was the the part where i said yeah it's not for me i don't want to be an, an artist who does like installations and mm -hmm. sell them or something yeah i saw you did like was some eight channel thing at the Uh, in some place in the Donau, I, I was doing my little <laughs> research that was me yeah <laughs> um that was kind of fun yeah And I remember the Ö1's interview of Dominic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said something about rooms. <laughs> yeah, he had to say it. Uh, to say it. No, but I meant it in a different way. I was like this acoustic room. 
Uh -huh. I like the, the, the actual building, but yeah. like... That's funny though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there is so many, like you think, like you study art and it's like, it, it gives, it's, it's contemporary art, it should give you the freedom, but then mm. there are so many rules that mm. you have to follow. And I feel like it's, uh, it can be quite unnerving, honestly. Mm. Yeah. But uh, is there something at the uni that you actually accept of meeting each other that you like got from it like because i see like you, the way you present yourself um online and generally like the way you connect your music to photography mm. and to visual representation is quite strong so yeah I'm, maybe like an, a sense for aesthetics maybe like this sort mm -hmm. of thing um a bit of uh, like a, i don't know appreciation of visual arts as well how they can like support the music in our case mm -hmm. um yeah sure i mean i don't know like the sense of aesthetics you sort of also i think you start developing when you're like a small kid you already know what you like what you don't like and this sort of develops all your like all your life but yeah there were some classes i remember that were very interesting at the, at, the, at the university but it was just for me it wasn't enough sound oriented so mm -hmm. it was too much visual arts which can be interesting and everything but um yeah i wanted to do more sound basically yeah i have a lot of actually coming from a sim like let's say the other end of the spectrum i mm -hmm. have a lot of friends that studied contemporary composition mm -hmm. and that in itself is also like a big set of rules you know mm -hmm. that exactly. you have to follow that oh. especially contemporary composition like mm -hmm. You know, you have to be able to notate, you connect it with like digital music, but not in the same way that, you know, no, yeah. you work. It's, I always find it interesting to compare like the, um, I'll say the more classical contemporary composition mm. with the, like, I don't know, very, what they call experimental contemporary yeah. music. And, and this, this are like, isn't there supposedly similar things but uh, very coming from different ends yeah uh, exactly yeah i mean do you sometimes miss you know this knowledge or this education that you could maybe have or you think it's liberating? sure yeah to have this kind of forum or place you can come and exchange yeah. maybe ideas or ask questions like how did you get from there to there but i mean we're like all connected to the internet you can just go to a forum and ask a question of course, it's less personal, but you can get to the end if you like really want to. Obviously, it's cooler to have like a pool of people you can like exchange, but you sort of develop this professionally anyway, because you know okay. people that do the same stuff. You can like ask them about any problems you have or yeah. So I mean, how do you learn to make music? For like somebody who wants to learn how to yeah. make music, just listen to a lot of music, a lot and then try to copy it is so always a good method because in the process of trying to copy it you never for me at least you're never gonna come to the uh, spot where you say yeah it's a perfect copy you're always gonna end up with something different and then you can pick out this idea you get this is a, a way to go and get to be able to make music but it's like with electronic music the cool thing is you don't have to have like a piano background or musical background you just have to have an ear which mm -hmm. is like the i don't know like some of the best electronic producers or musicians don't really know how to play an instrument 
but still they have like a really great ear to know how to combine sounds in a really interesting way mm. um everybody can do it maybe yeah but some people do it better than the other yeah <laughs> yeah everybody can do it um yeah it's if you put your mind behind it and mm. you love what you're doing it's gonna take a few years and then i think you're gonna be able to make music how but many years until, and until you're good <laughs> one and a half no i don't know if you like it depends how many hours you put in uh -huh. of like practice and trying to get your craft to get better and mm -hmm. yeah I'm asking because I also had the DOS program. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I was really into it at some uh, point. And then I dropped it. But okay. I was more like then, like at the early computers time, mm -hmm. I was more interested in doing like graphic design. Yeah. So music was awesome. But mm -hmm. then I discovered, you know, Photoshop, early Photoshop. And I'm like, that's amazing. Uh, this and, was groundbreaking. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and yeah i sometimes feel like now like you know the working with choreography work but also working with cameras and mm. just doing already the sound for this podcast i already am more and more interested in mm. actually creating you know tracks and yeah. and more more sophisticated things yeah, a friend of mine for example um he he didn't know how to play any instruments and then i think it was before the pandemic he started uh, learning the guitar through YouTube, mm -hmm. just playing um, the songs mm -hmm. uh, that he liked. And then um, he asked me, yeah, he wants to buy like a sampler or a drum machine or something. And I recommended him two tools. And then I think a week later, he showed me a song. <laughs> so yeah, he had some basic guitar skills, mm -hmm. but the electronic part I don't know if you're, if you're, um, I don't know, we, we grew up digitally, we, we know how to use stuff. It's not super difficult. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I guess you can, you can learn it really fast. So what is the electronic, um, electronic musician starter pack? Starter pack? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are these Korg uh, Vorkas mm -hmm. and these little drum machines, the samplers, they're really cheap. You uh -huh. can get, get get one device for an, an 100 euros or something. Yeah, but also, I mean, I would say that Starter Pack is uh, just, just a get, correct version of Ableton yeah, or Logic. Just crack the stuff <laughs> and try it. Yeah. So I Ableton mean, and Logic. Yeah, or, Bit, or, or Bitwig. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. also really cool. Yeah. I mean, there are even like this eight track where I can only use eight tracks of Ableton free or versions, 16 yeah. Yeah, for free. Mm. And I would totally say it's totally ethical to crack a program if you don't have the money for it. If you're a beginner mm -hmm. and you don't want to spend, I don't know, 600 euros for exactly. Ableton. I mean, yeah, then I mean, because not... later if you start making money, exactly. you can yeah. afford to buy it. That I was mean. what I was going to say. Mm -hmm. if, like you tried all this long and then if you make money from it, you should buy it. I yeah. Think, uh, cool. It's just fair. Totally. And for the hardware, you said the little cork drum, drum machine? Or? Yeah, I'm not following the, the things, but I think there are lots of cool stuff. That yeah. Is super... I mean, 
I would tend more to like a small synthesizer, but that's like how what they we recommend. We yeah. think differently, or, or our mm. approach is different. Still, I don't know. Maybe like a, the, the uh, mini log from Korg is like a nice, affordable synthesizer. You can take it anywhere. It's light. It's got small keys. It's analog sound with digital controls. It's it's uh, it's cool. You, know, mm. you can get places with it, and. I don't know. I'm, I mean, I come from this kind of instrumental interface. I need something to uh-huh. like play my fingers with and like express musically through my arms and fingers. But it's not necessary. It's just the way I I think musically. And yeah. some people can do it all in their heads. I need to play around. I don't know. So yeah, but but then I think once you start, then it's like. Uh, like this well without you know without the bottom it's like bottomless pit you, you start like getting more and more equipment right is this is this also this a can be a problem yeah <laughs> I, I tend to sell it okay yeah yeah i'm very bad at selling mm-hmm. my old synthesizers mm-hmm. i have a few of them i haven't touched for years mm-hmm. but it's, it's a little bit of like a passion for collecting those instruments as mm-hmm. well or that's how i explain it to myself <laughs> yeah, <that's the laughs> justification part uh, exactly yeah, yeah i i i can relate to that a little bit <laughs> um yeah but, but this is like i've always tell me about your musical inspiration because you said you, you should listen a lot of music like because yeah, yeah i want to say it. <laughs> i'm i'm i also that's also what i always done but i'm wondering like what is your what is the music that you that was most groundbreaking for you when you heard it? Like something that is that you think shaped you, mm-hmm. or something that you really admire still to this very day? I think the the one track um, that sold me to at least uh, melodic techno when I first heard the the sky was pink uh, remix mm-hmm. from uh, James Holden. Um, yeah, same for me. But also, I mean, it was groundbreaking, and I th- I also think that I think it's the same with uh, noisier and drum bass. I think like it, when I heard noisier the first time, I stopped uh, producing drum and bass because I thought. Everything is said. There is nothing, <laughs> nothing I can add. Nothing I can add. Yeah, and I have yeah. the same feeling after I heard uh, the sky was pink, mm. and also the fact that he stopped doing techno after that. I think. Yeah, a few years uh, later. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and I, I think this this song, even though it's a remix, um, it's just was just a, such a statement. And but it it also it um, diminished my like, uh, like I don't have the urge to add something to melodic techno because mm. everything is there. Yeah, this is really sad. Like I have this also with choreography. Sometimes when I see things, I'm thinking, what am I doing? Mm. Like like I see something amazing, and I'm like, what have I been doing for the last <laughs> ten years? Yeah, I know this. But it can also be relaxing because then you don't have to achieve uh, stuff, and you can just enjoy mm-hmm. uh, doing 
the stuff. Yeah. yeah like you don't have to invent new things. Mm. It's just um, restructuring and it can you can work on your personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. For me it was, um, and that was actually music Sebastian showed me, was um, Boards of Canada. It's like uh-huh. a duo. They don't really make dancey electronic music, but they have like this kind of sound, sound design. Um, this kind of their own language. You can like play two seconds of a track of theirs and you immediately recognize their sound. Um, yeah, this sort of changed my world of like how I listen to electronic music. Yeah. They're very special. You should listen to them. Boards of Canada. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah good. Uh, yeah, so like, they play with your head. Really do. And anything non-electronic also? Or is this um, something, something that you reach for? or um, Like vocal music, you mean? Or I don't know. Like, I don't know if there is, there is any other music like than electronic. Second, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. The second Bjork album okay. is super electronic as well. But it's uh-huh. like more pop direction with sort of also really rocked my boat i would say um uh, okay okay i mean i like i like that you're very focused on the yeah, was, <laughs> electronic i mean i listen mm-hmm. to funk i listen to you know rock. yeah I listen to sometimes too yeah but i don't know like in my home where i grew up it was like almost only classical music being played mm. in the background i mean i still enjoy it somehow and but my parents would never play a pop song, never. It was never any Beatles, Rolling Stones or anything. I was like, my brother and me, we had to like, like uh, I don't know, discover these kind of sounds by ourselves. And um, this sort of makes it more of your own discovery also, which is, mm-hmm. which can be cool as well, I think. Yeah. And uh... yeah, maybe, yeah. I mean, there's a few Beatles records, which extremely powerful and important to me pink floyd as well and yeah uh, uh. nice yeah and then i mean i was i'm not a musician again but i was was fascinated by quincy jones mm-hmm. like but this is like a epic producer for me he's mm. a boss yeah like, he's <laughs> just like a boss you know yeah. he, he can make any kind of sound or like, I don't know how he did it but also like I really love like all the hip hop and mm. you know JD or Mad, Mad, Mad Lip it's oh, like totally epic, yeah. epic things but he, uh, Quincy Jones had a really interesting thing I don't know if I'm like super 100% uh, on the same page with this, but he said if he's not happy or if he doesn't like himself in the moment, he's not going to be able to do good music. So it's like mm-hmm. very much about you got to be in tune with yourself and like mm-hmm. um, like yourself to be able to like. And he says you got to really train to like yourself to be able to like enjoy your output as well. So this is kind of an interesting approach, I think. I mean, some people say it's like the best songs were written while people are like super sad. I'm not so sure about this because for me personally, I work better and harder if I'm in a good mood. Right. uh, I think music can be a lot of things to a lot lot of different people. Expression. Yeah. Yeah. Mental state. Mm. 
Yeah. But it's, it's like mental state you only need once, like if you're sad. And then you have this sort of idea. But to really work it out into a piece of mm -hmm. music, I think you need to work on it. And you need to be focused and not be like sad. Well, where is my girlfriend? Whatever. But you need to be like a boss like Quincy Jones. <laughs> <laughs> What is your approach to making music? Like, how, how do you go, go about like if you have you know, an idea of a track or like how the idea of a track comes and how do you like work on it further? Like this is, I'm curious, like if I want to make music, like you can f copy your process. Yeah, I don't have an idea. Um, I don't really have music in my head. Mm -hmm. um, I just go to the studio and start. Yeah, often it's like a jam. I don't know if you play around with the synthesizer, you play with the sound design and how the, the thing you play sounds. And sometimes, or often for me, it's like the sound, like how the, the note sounds I play, sort of directs me to the melody the sound needs. If you know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like you have the form beforehand and then you know how it moves because of the form it has, this sort of approach. Mm -hmm. So it's for me, it's also similar that I don't have this melody in my head. Well, I need to put exactly this onto like into music because it never really works out. It's always like a deviation of what it's in your head. So for me, the best thing is to just like put my hands on the synthesizer and listen to the sound. And then it sort of makes my hands move by itself. And then when we make music together, it's a lot of times it's just jamming like Either he's on a computer or on a synthesizer, or I'm on a computer or a synthesizer, and then we jam together. And there's there's gonna be like 100% sure there's gonna be a moment we both like, and mm. then we can like develop from this part and we say, yeah, this is cool. Let's focus on this. And sometimes it happens after one second of jamming. Sometimes it takes like a few minutes or half an hour, but. It's actually, it's every time we have all our equipment like build up and play around, there's going to be something new that we like. Hmm. Um, yeah, and the cool thing about the modern um, age is that every synthesis, even the analog ones have yeah. presets that you can save. Mm -hmm. And if you buy a, a synthesizer or a plugin, you already have like hundreds of presets that are quite good mm -hmm. and you just skip through them sometimes and then you say ah, nice sound and then you're already in there tweaking the, the 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 stuff and then yeah if you're more experienced you know what you what what you like as your sound mm -hmm. and uh, you when you know the synths um, you're quite fast to get where where your sound feels right mm -hmm. yeah And how is it like, okay, so you have like the, let's say the melody, but then you have a little bit of, like, you must have a lot of knowledge about uh, the rhythms and how you like create patterns or how you, you know, like structure the track, because this is like a big thing, I, I, I feel like, because I saw that mm -hmm. some, some of your tracks were, were arrhythmical, arrhythmical as well. So is this correct way to say it? Arrhythmic, arrhythmical, I, I don't think, know. yeah. Polyrhythms. It has polyrhythm, poly yeah. Uh, so so yeah. I'm wondering, like, 
what kind of knowledge you need to um, have to do this for me it's more like experience i guess or like listening experience because if you listen to like certain certain kind or kinds of music you sort of get the feel for it and the connections between the the, the elements and you sort of for me at least it's like okay i think this sounds right this sounds cool but this only works if you have listened to like loads of similar things similar kinds of music before i mean there of course there's different approaches or some people that just have it in their head already and don't need to listen to like loads of different songs but for me it's like subconsciously you pick up um, certain elements of tracks and you, you like them in your head and you can just like employ them or like put them in, into your tracks and it's like you don't reinvent the wheel mm -hmm. for me it's like um if you listen to cool tracks and I, I, I always go or like sometimes i go it's like oh, okay this part is really nice i could use this and like um, incorporate it in my track and it's not like copying it's like just learning from their experience in a way mm -hmm. from people who have like solved a similar problem musically and uh, mm. and how do you stand out then just keep on doing what you're doing i guess it's not persistence persistence yeah, yeah. persistence it's is key yeah. and how do you actually because you're i don't know I, I i would love to say that you're a very popular musical artist but i, I don't know um, if all my friends know who austrian apparel is at the moment so yeah. i'm wondering like how do you survive on this level in the business like how did you make it into your own you know career thing that's that's one thing we're um, still asking ourselves yeah <laughs> there's there's um i remember an interview um where the guy uh said that we we are kind of in a bubble here mm -hmm. in vienna no, first i thought uh, why are in a bubble and then i i, I thought about it And it's, 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 it's a little bit of a truth there, because if you look to Germany, there are, there are like thousands of live acts that do the same, like what we do. Mm -hmm. And here in Vienna, we're kind of the only guys. It's not. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. Either. I don't know of, of anybody else who does it. Yeah, there is a few, but I don't think they have don't have this persistence maybe yeah and yeah. it's 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 kind of it's only one scene and mm -hmm. this is vienna mm -hmm. and we are i mean dominic is the master net worker and <laughs> so we are kind of we have a place here and it's probably super difficult to break into the scene uh-huh And this is kind of a bubble that we're in. Because if somebody wants to book a, a techno life act, it's only us. You're gonna think of us. Or yeah. Electro Guzzi. Yeah. But they're kind of a band vibe. Mm -hmm. And they're probably not gonna play in a club. In a small club, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it's persistence. And, yeah. and, and it's super clear that mm. if somebody books us, we're gonna deliver mm. yes it's not like somebody comes and the stuff doesn't work yeah. 
So we have this professionality and that's also super hard to achieve, I guess. Mm. Yeah, but you also have like this special thing where you uh, don't play from a computer, but you play from instruments. Mm. And I think that makes it very unique and special. And we have a computer, though. Now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's keep let's keep, let's keep no, the we legend still have going. The instruments. We still have the instruments we play, yeah. but we have a little bit of assistance yeah. now with the laptop. Yeah, with the cares? with the pandemic now and the last album, we incorporated a laptop because also I was skipping yeah. one year of uh, live gigs, and now we have this kind of feeling like wow cool these beats from the laptop mm. this kind of sound good because they have these micro edits all over mm -hmm. and it has some quality um yeah what do you think do you think it's gonna go back to the i don't uh, know i think the the most expression musically um which you can like use live comes more from the synthesizers than from the drums yeah. It doesn't really matter if there is a... Yeah, because in dance, electronic dance music, the drums are like this kind of backbone. You don't really like make it like this or like this. It's got to be straight. It's got to be this mm -hmm. fundament of, of your sound. Um, it has a function, of course. It, uh, people want to dance, like, hopefully. <laughs> um, and like the musical expression for me, in my opinion, is more coming from the, the musical sounds, which are like created from the synthesizers like the melodies the melodies the bass sounds the effect sounds that go the drones mm -hmm. stuff that's you maybe not uh like maybe not like right away you would sort of think it comes <laughs> from a synthesizer but there's a lot of like um expression to be mm -hmm. to be done with the synthesizers so i imagine you play a lot of live acts at least before mm -hmm. you know uh the pandemic mm. but uh I'm, i'm curious like so you probably have a lot of experience of of making people dance and i'm just actually this is the reason why i connected mm. so well to your music is because i saw you at the impulse dance a uh, long time ago playing mm. and to be very honest i couldn't dance mm -hmm. like there was not it was not possible to dance to this kind of music in this kind of setting because it mm. was just you know it was too epic mm -hmm. sometimes the music is just too epic you know to dance to it i don't oh. know if i can explain like yeah, yeah. it was it was before understand. our techno yeah uh, yeah but it was it was something stuff. so it's so something so powerful that mm -hmm. i thought this is uh, this is amazing because mm -hmm. it's like this is exactly the kind of techno music or techno alike music mm -hmm. that i like with this you know very long synthesizer notes oh. that, that had a really lot of very specific uh um how do you call it color uh, texture yeah. texture yeah. and uh, yeah it had this trance thing even mm. though i didn't didn't dance you had mm. this like trance element so and i'm wondering what is your experience of of making people putting people in the state you know oh. it's like putting people in the trance and how do you how can you how can you create this kind of i don't know shamanic experience and, and like what are the elements that you use to, to to navigate it how do you navigate it how do you create this mm -hmm. what, what are the tools what are the strategies because i imagine like if someone would, would come to 
maybe without this experience come yeah. to a party they play like whatever music and it'll be like just tan 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 and people mm -hmm. are not getting it but mm -hmm. like i have the feeling that you're able to to grasp the people and just take them somewhere else so i'm wondering what is this i don't know for me it's if i'm getting elevated or having like this uh, sort of spiritual feelings from music i think other people can have it as well so it's not like that i would be going hey you can have this spiritual experience with my music it's more like i'm gonna feel it uh -huh. and if i'm feeling it if we're feeling it, it's it's i'm pretty sure other other people are, uh, are gonna feel it as well this sort of approach so if it like um if it touches me i'm sure other people are going to be touched as well so th that's how i see it it's not it's not like we try to do it like uh, we're gonna do some epic sounds and you're gonna be like uh overwhelmed um it just happens sometimes and sometimes not but sometimes it does and it starts with us if we feel it if we get this feeling we can transport it to other people and that's how i see it and uh, if you if you would conceptualize it a bit like do you know like would you be able to name like what are the good conditions for this to happen because i imagine this is a certain kind of flow yeah. maybe do you, you mean like in a, in a performance um uh kind of um condition you would say or... well let's say that you you have this life situation yeah. and your your task is to create it and you have to just create it like you 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 like um, you must have some techniques where you say oh, i'm gonna play this it's gonna be yeah disorder. sure it's i mean like um having long introductions like you said long synthesizer notes and creating tension and then a release this is sort of like the basic mm -hmm. elements of music anyway um this is like so like certainly works with synthesizers as well mm -hmm. Another setting is that to have a good sound system, obviously, have a good room, <laughs> um, uh, have a good vibe with the people, like people should be wanting to be there and not like, um, who are these guys, why are we here? Um, mm -hmm. Dark, for me at least, I'd like it, I like it dark. Mm -hmm. um, powerful sound system, I already said, um, and our synthesizers, yeah, we're gonna fly to the moon with this setting <laughs> yeah. nice yeah. Sebastian any thoughts mm. yeah I mean we only play uh, minor or some variations mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's kind of emotional from the start uh, mm -hmm. we don't play like happy or energetic sometimes it gets into a tribal uh, feeling, but then it goes back into more like, yeah, thoughtful or yeah. deep, deep, mm -hmm. yeah, deep, thoughtful, trancy. Yeah, that's the vibe. But I remember, for. like when we when I was starting to make music with you, because you said it's like mostly minor, minor key as mm -hmm. opposed to major, but like we mix a lot and yeah I, a combination I, I remember like you major. like playing uh, like major chords and then minor and i was like wow this really sounds cool because you have this tension also to, between like sort of happy and uh, <laughs> sad sounding 
stuff and this really sort of uh, opened my eyes blew my mind it really mm. did uh, i only play phrygian yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice mm. cool so what is like besides you know at, you know the trans experience in in the club or or like this I, i was gonna say something else Go about this kind of trans feeling and Like you said, sometimes it's so epic that you sort of want to listen or you can't really move. This is something we're going to come back with our next release. It's going to be like almost no beats, ambience. The album's going to be called Always There For You. And it's it's basically coming back a little bit to these roots of having like, like really pure synthesizer music that's mm -hmm. like overflowing you. You might not be able to sit. You're going to have to lie, lie down. I don't know. Um, yeah. And I have like this fantasy in my head, maybe we're gonna do it to have like this kind of release party where people can actually lie down and like maybe have like a soft floor where people can like lie down and like experience the music. Like I think it would be the best way to experience it. And yeah, I hope this is gonna work out. Yeah, I think this is a great way to experience music. I mm -hmm. think Also, like there is something beautiful about like going to a, like a hardcore uh, dance party, like mm -hmm. with a lot of people inside, which I still remember from back in the days. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, wh wh exactly when this kind of epic sound comes in, then I, I'm also, I'm also really okay with not mm -hmm. doing anything. Yeah. And this is but like, it's, I mean, I guess it's similar with music and movement. Mm -hmm. You can't have movement with like without no movement. You can't have music without silence in a way. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So you always need this back and forth. Like in music, it's the same. You need like silent parts or low parts to make the mm -hmm. high parts sound good. I think yeah. it's similar with movement. And, yeah. Yeah. And also like there's like, you know, there are different I think they, they call it dramaturgies. Mm -hmm. So like there's different ways to organize, you know. Yeah the more uh, condensed parts and mm. the more you know fast part the more exactly, slow yeah. parts you know mm. and the contrast between like this there's tons of way to or tons of ways to organize it like you can have constant crescendo you can mm. have like a very stable drive you can have an increasing drive you can have like yeah, it's basically just a way to tell a story is yes. how i feel it's like same with movement and dancing and same with music you know? yeah And uh, speaking of music again, like, mm. do you see, like, besides, besides, uh, you know, techno uh, parties and besides uh, room sound installations and besides <laughs> <laughs> listening at home, do you see other contexts where music like this could, could, did, did you have an, do you have an experience of working with your music in other contexts as well? Um... Yeah, sure. I mean, um, there's been music we used or we provided for videos, for example. Mm -hmm. We made an NFT, or I think two now already. I don't know if they have been sold. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. Um, oh, we can link them below. <laughs> we'd love to do, I don't know, computer game sounds as well. Uh -huh. I mean, we love to incorporate or like um, contribute our music to. So it's all about finding contacts and yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so if anyone is looking for computer game music or any like more dance music and yeah. theater music, we'll enjoy this kind of stuff. And um, yeah, that's something I wanted to do with you. Like, I mean, I think we started talking a half year ago or yeah, a year ago. Summer, yeah. I, I would really love to work together, but yeah, for the moment, it. I don't have the funds and didn't have the yes. Somebody. <laughs> yes, but that would be amazing. Like I could see, like mm -hmm. especially with the our company. Mm -hmm. Like we do a lot of physical dancing and I think this yeah. kind of music would be epic. Yeah, totally. And the combination of, mm. yeah, we need in dance, we need good compos composers mm. because it's like you go to see performances, no music, no music, no mm. music. Why? Or like some, you know, greatest hits from the radio. Mm. Like you, mm. it's sad. Yeah, like or or you or you have like electronic music, but not on the level, you know, mm. because like it's a skill. Mm. Like there are there are composers that work with dance, and yes, it's okay, but it, it doesn't like it's usually like it's nice, but mm. it doesn't reach on this deep, deep, deep level. Mm. And I think this is what you can do, which is very what I would call visceral. Oh just like it, it touches your gut mm -hmm. and this is uh yeah that's that's a skill definitely yeah, but it's cool that you think that way yeah. it's not all choreographers no no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> no maybe not in vienna <laughs> okay um and you have a record label exactly yeah. is it important to have your own record label as a musician I don't think so. Um, for us, it was just like to have a sort of a vessel or a vehicle for our own music to be able to act fast and release in when we want to release and mm -hmm. not wait for other labels schedule to be like to release. Okay, we're going to take these tracks, but we're going to release them in, I don't know, 12, 15 months. And mm -hmm. for me, this is kind of for us, this feeling was like, like it's finished now we want to release it now i mean we have a similar problem with like uh, the record plants like not being able to deliver the records mm -hmm. and we're waiting to release that so it's it's also a problem with your own label but i just thought it's uh, it sort of fits our our way maybe because the record label i think you have to have a whole network of of yeah, you know, where you advertise it, where you sell it, yeah. like it's. I imagine it's a big. It's a machine. big thing. Yeah, if you, yeah, if we had the money, we should hire a person to run it, of course. But yeah, I think with our network, we can like sort of survive with this record label. Okay. And it's not gonna. It's not the idea is not to be like a super big record label one day, but just to have like this place where we can like give our music and it's. Um, have its pathway or gateway to the world and mm -hmm. uh, yeah because like for example like uh, I, I don't know how it is in AA plus records it's yeah. called by the way <laughs> AA plus it's uh, do you also release some other artists actually we did release two remixes of two songs of ours uh, mm -hmm. by other artists okay so but uh, yeah um, the idea is mainly to use it as a as a label for or an output for our music mm -hmm. yeah. and what are the main channels of communication that you use or to advertise or to make social people? media email and um press uh, like 
we have a person we sometimes work with for releases and he has good contacts to Austrian press mm -hmm. people and yeah these are like the channels Facebook Instagram email and is it enough of course it can be more of course uh, the, like the network of connections of people I know can we know can always be bigger yeah. so it's not enough if you compare it to Uh, the maximum would be the, the, the marketing agencies that Charlotte DeWitt or, uh -huh. or the Nina Kravitz or the mm -hmm. use where you pay hundreds of thousands of euros. Yeah. And then you're, you're broken into the scene. Uh -huh. <laughs> like <there. laughs> you have this new artist and. Yeah. And, but it's also difficult because you pay a lot for these promo agencies. Um, And you're not guaranteed uh, yeah. uh, like an outcome. So. Yeah. For example, with our album, um, the last one, the reach was like we had. If if we would have done it uh, with a normal sized label, I'm not so sure that they can even generate that that reach mm -hmm. because when you see when you look at the labels when they post something or something. They, mm. they maybe get 10 likes or mm. it's yeah that's also the thing. time is a little bit changed uh, if you release your own music no one's gonna be as much like working for it as yourself yes but there's so much work it is work yeah. mm. but nowadays i don't know an artist is like part manager part i don't know office worker part artist and and how many like how how does it look like percentage-wise for you depends like what is what release. is the artist what is the two like percent artist <laughs> okay okay <laughs> no and it depends what kind of what we're in if we're having a release of course it's going to be more hours um like spent promoting it or like writing to people and yeah advertising it so. and how does the process of getting your music out look like because you say writing to people you say email like uh, but like if you that's could say more more, more concretely how does it work um we finish a track we do a mixing mm -hmm. we do a master which is important we send it most of the times we let somebody else master it when we get the finished master we upload it to platforms maybe we do physical uh, release as well um Yeah, and then you have these services. Um, you pay, I don't know, twenty dollars a year. Um, they put it up on Spotify, Amazon, Apple, and all these streaming uh, platforms. Like, for example, uh, what uh, what kind of services? Um, they're um, CD Baby, Baby. DistroKid. Okay, they're, they're like the, um, digital Junecore. digital distributors, right? Um, uh, and then um, Bandcamp. Bandcamp is also a big, big uh, part for us. That's probably the best way to earn money. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because you, you don't like, even need a label. Yeah, you don't Bandcamp. need a label. Yeah. Just put it there. Yeah. You can sell your merch and through Bandcamp as well. And yeah. Do you generate revenue from this digital publishing? Maybe a little 50 euros a year, or something. Yeah, um, oh, maybe a little more, but uh, <laughs> yes. it's not like comparable to like playing live. So, you mostly live from playing live, yeah. 
Okay, so this is like a vehicle for your promotion. Yeah, but then people like book it's you something that has that. to be there, mm-hmm. so that people can like access it and buy it if they want. And but yeah, the main income is playing live, right? Uh, hustling, hustling. Yeah. <laughs> and when you when you don't like, do you have any other activities if you to make money if you don't play live, or how does it um, work? I. Um, teach a little bit I have like I have a second student at the moment mm-hmm. like studio of hardware stuff I rent out my studio I have a second room I rent out completely so this is sort of like my mm-hmm. pocket money uh, cool yeah, I work as a sound engineer mm-hmm. at Brut oh, the cool. theater yeah and um, yeah that's what I do nice Yeah, sound engineer. Like, that's something that I thought there is a study for, right? Sound engineering is an actual study. There is a you university could, program, yeah. yeah. But there's like loads of different. There's like the SAE, uh, and then there's like a place called Tonart that we went to. Um, because of it being a, a, a what you call it, in a free Gewerbe, um, what's the uh, um, trade? Trade, yeah. yeah, it's it's you don't have to have a. Uh, okay. You can just call yourself a sound engineer. Okay. Because it's not something you need to get a license for or anything. Right. So um uh yeah so that's it's a free trade but of course it helps if you know what you're doing which cable goes into what exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean like I did a lot of with light uh, design and mm-hmm. you know working with light but working with light is kind of. It's something else because like the electrical signal you deal with it's mm. uh can be it, dangerous it, it, yeah but it's just one type yeah. whereas like if you work with music yeah. it's like uh, it's more complicated i mm. feel because you have all the interferences that are yeah. happening yeah. you know all different kinds of musical no also inputs. the music is uh, is uh, transformed into electrical current yes so if anything goes wrong in the cable you exactly. music is going to sound shit yeah. Um, yeah it's like it's it's like it's always seemed a little bit more complicated also the ma- machine in the theater for music is just like yeah, way over the I top think complicated it's just the way you look at it because for me i think light is more complicated yeah but it's just because i don't know how to do it probably okay uh, oh, that's funny okay um yeah Do you have a plan to become like a successful artist, uh, world recognizable artist, or is this something that you strive for, or is this something you need? Um, I don't know if we need it. It'd be cool if we play more abroad. Mm-hmm. We are. I mean, we're not both of us. We're not like these kind of super achievers. That mm-hmm. um, I mean, we work on our stuff. Or, course we'd like to be bigger but it's not gonna me at least it's not gonna make me a happier musician right it's it's cool if more people are, like enjoy our music and if we get to travel more yeah i would yeah look at it like this yeah, yeah. i would say if i would be 20 uh-huh. i would say go all in But um, I can't imagine myself being in a club every weekend. Uh-huh. That's just not what I am. 
So I'm I'm quite happy to enjoy enjoy it once in a while. But um, yeah, I think it's for me it's quite unhealthy lifestyle. So yeah. Yeah. So we should do more theater and dance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's healthier. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Of course. Yeah. yeah, you have to. I mean, I like being up late. You have to sort of enjoy playing at two o'clock in the morning. This, this is usually our time. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know, theater performance and dance performance are usually like 7.30 or 8. And yeah, then you go to sleep at normal time, yeah. usually. Yeah, it's healthier, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So yeah. tell me the last thing, like your next album, when is it coming? Yeah, we... <laughs> Um, I don't know I when mean, we have we have a funding that runs out in June. Yeah, so uh, we have June. to uh, release it before then. Mm. Uh -huh. um, yeah, so before June. The thing is, um, I mean, we could go and release the digital parts or like the digital tracks beforehand, but we have this big concept with the uh, with the the cover of the record mm -hmm. that's. That's why we need to release it at the same time. Got it. Uh, uh, yeah. So in, in June, it's going to be there. At the latest. What's yeah. the title? Always there for you. Okay. Oh. And the, the record label is called? AA Plus Records. Oh, nice. Do you have any new gigs planned for playing live? Yeah, there's... I don't know when is this podcast going to be released? Uh, probably in... Sorry. two weeks okay. time yeah we have one on the 8th of april mm -hmm. so that's probably gonna be just when it releases yeah that's the next one there's a few one few ones coming up in summer lighthouse festival um there's one festival in czech republic we're playing mm -hmm. um yeah there's a few gigs coming nice uh, check our social media and We'll do that. Oh. Um, maybe last thing, because I always ask in every mm -hmm. podcast and uh, I just forgot. Uh, if you have like young artists, young musicians, mm -hmm. young uh, people who have a dream, mm -hmm. uh, would you give them an, any kind of advice? Yeah, just keep on working, be persistent and don't let anyone else tell you what kind of music or art you should make. Mm. Uh, networking <laughs> uh, yeah it's a big one <laughs> cool yeah thanks so much that's yeah, thanks man thank you again